In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Good evening, everyone, and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, we are delighted to be gathered here in this place uh, on this Christmas Eve. Uh, whether you are a, uh, a longtime member here of our church family or you're joining us here for the first time, whether you're joining us here in person in our sanctuary or you're worshiping with us online, uh, we just want to say we are so deeply honored uh, that you've chosen to be with us here tonight, and uh, we are delighted to spend the next few moments in worship on this Christmas Eve. 
And we hope that all of you who are of candle-bearing age, and we will allow the supervising adults to decide who qualifies for those of candle-bearing age, but for those of you of candle-bearing age, we hope that you have a candle, that you got one on your way in. If you didn't, we would encourage you to poke your head out into the lobby and grab one. You'll need that to participate in the full extent of the service by the end this evening. As we've taken time over the last four weeks to prepare our hearts for this season and to light the Advent candles of hope, peace, joy, and love, tonight we look forward to the lighting of the Christ candle as our final act of preparation in this season. So tonight we celebrate him who is God with us, Emmanuel. All around the world on this night for centuries, the church has gathered to celebrate the birth of Christ. So we invite you into this space here of gratitude and joy to celebrate, to reflect, and to have an encounter with God on this holy night. Let's lean into the scripture, lean into the carols as we celebrate together. Would you stand with me? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever.
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. 
But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its Oh, 
the sweetness to that moment. Would you remain in that sweetness and in that moment as we pray together? Father, we thank you for your presence. Jesus, we honor you tonight. Jesus, we welcome you tonight. We anticipate your presence with us, knowing that you often show up in ways that are not always expected. And yet the promise that you will be with us when we gather in your name gives us a special sense of anticipation. So Lord, I pray that you would steady our hearts. Pray that you would focus us on you. Pray that you would get our attention in the midst of a season that sort of is known for the hustle and the bustle and the running. We thank you for the quietness and the moments where we can be still before you tonight. And we thank you in advance for the work that you want to do. And we welcome that in the strong name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen, amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. What a beautiful, beautiful time of worship with you tonight. So we are delighted to gather with you and to welcome you to the coldest Christmas Eve that I can remember. I don't know if you've got memories that go back longer, but I don't remember a weekend that was quite as cold as this one. We had wind chill factors in the negative 25 degrees. And uh, at that point, I think the people that know have decided it doesn't really matter if you're talking Fahrenheit or Celsius. It's just cold. And uh, tonight is cold and you're brave and yet you've come out and we're delighted to have you here. For those of us who are joining online, we are delighted that you are here as well and we understand why you perhaps wouldn't want to come out on a night like this. But it is a special time for us and we're glad that you can be with us as well. Uh, tonight, you know, we, te- we celebrate uh, a certain tension, right? There's holding in tension this idea between that which is solemn and that which is a celebration. Uh, There is a holy moment as we consider the promise of Emmanuel, God with us. And that makes this a sacred space. But this is also a time of celebration. It's a time of great joy and laughter. And tonight I thought I would call on uh, a few folks that I know uh, from this church, at least a certain demographic, who are really good in that area of celebration, joy, and laughter. I'm talking about my five to ten-year-olds, and I know we've got a few of you guys in this place. We've got a little challenge here. Some of you, uh, if you've got the kids' bulletin, you've got a handful of activities, but one of those is we have a challenge asking for creative alternatives to lighting the advent candles. So the way we typically do them is very simple. We just light them, you know, like adults typically do. So we're asking for the kids to give us a little bit of creativity and a little bit of celebration on how we might be able to do that. So I'm actually looking for three volunteers of people that maybe all, we've got these girls are ready to go. All right, Johnson sisters, you, you come up. I'll take one more volunteer if I've got someone in the, you, back here I see one. Come on up, come on up. And I, I want to hear some creativity as we think about, why don't you guys stand right over here. I want get you to get your, good eye, get, get your good ideas together. Come on up, come on up. Now she's maybe thinking, maybe not. It's all right. If you, you, you're among friends. Dad, you can be part of the team as well. All right. 
So here's what we're going to need from you guys. So this is what we do. Stand right here. So what I do with my staff, we have creative meetings where we're trying to figure out, you know, new ideas, best, you know, no, no bad ideas, just try to get the ideas on the table. So I'm trying to tap that resource tonight with you. When you think about a creative way that we could think about lighting these candles. So I want you to, maybe you've already, you guys jumped right up. So you've already been thinking about this. You got some ideas? What, what, what's, okay, first of all, this is Muriel. Uh, what idea are you chewing on for how we could light these candles? Get a giant machine that'll light the candles and then put the candles in there and they'll be lit. Okay, you had me at giant machine. That's good. That's exactly what we're talking about. So just giant machine that is a candle lighting machine. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to talk to our trustees and see if we could get that in the budget for next year. I don't know what those cost, but maybe you could do a little research. Uh, d did you have an idea over here of like, how, how, could, we, how could we light these candles well, more creatively? Well, I think that we might be able to like, Use, like, flip the um, lighter and then, like, light the candle. I like this idea. So more of, like, an acrobatic lighting. So more a little more flair. Is that what you're talking about? Okay, I like this idea. And what's your name? Francis. Francis. So I may not be here every year because I don't live here, but my um, it's all good. grandfather does. So that's okay. That's We're, we, see, we take kids from all over the world and bring them here and put them on our team, break some child labor laws. We get you guys going. <laughs> It's no problem. It's no problem. Francis, we're glad that you're here. Are you visiting some family and stuff while you're here today? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. Are you having a good time? Yep. Are you liking State College? Mm -hmm. Is it cold enough here for you? Well, it is, well, colder than where I live, but... Where do you live, by the way? Well, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. <laughs> way down south in Philadelphia. The balmy, the balmy beaches of Philadelphia. I love it. We're glad that you are here. Uh, did you have an idea as well? How, what we, how can we do these candles a little more uh, excited? I also have an acrobatic idea. Okay. My we idea is you do a handstand and you light the candles with your feet. Okay, pause me for, pause for a second. What, are you talking about me doing this or just someone in general? <laughs> I guess just someone in general. Okay, cause I don't know how many people can do a handstand. I can do one for no more than three seconds. Okay, so you would have to light. You'd ha so the, the key would be you would have to either extend your handstand capability or get really fast at lighting candles with your feet. <laughs> so either of those would probably work. So we got a, a big machine. We're going to do some acrobatic stuff. We're going to do handstands. I, I like these ideas. I don't know about you guys, but I think that they've done a pretty good, a good job being creative. Before you guys go down, go ahead and step back here behind the table with me because we've been talking about these Advent candles. Francis, you can come back with us as well. Uh, so the Advent candles are, are really representing some special things, okay? So this first one, I don't know if you remember, uh, but the first uh, week of Advent, we lit this candle to celebrate a certain thing. Do, do you guys have any idea what that would have been? Okay, go ahead. Hope. Hope. You remembered. That's brilliant. Just so smart. So smart. Well, and it's also written there, right? But you're so smart. So good. And, and the second week was... Second was peace. And, and Francis, what do you think the third week was that we uh, celebrate? I can read, and so it says joy. Yeah, she can read. It says joy. That's good. And all of you together can say the last one. What do we celebrate in the last one? Love. Love. And all of these things. You know, people, uh, it, the, the Bible actually tells us that the greatest of these is love, right? And I've also heard somebody say that when these other things kind of run out, love and joy and peace, that we got to hold on to hope. Because sometimes hope is what lights those other ones up just a little bit. And um, so anyway, I think about this. When, when Jesus was born, the world was in real need of love and joy and peace and hope. 
And so tonight, when we light the Christ candle in a few moments, we're doing that one last because it represents to us that when we get Christ, we actually have special access to all of these things. So guys, thanks for helping us tonight with the Advent. I love the ideas. If you have an idea that you didn't get to share tonight because we only had you know, three people up here, just tell your parents, jot, sketch the idea out. I want them to take a picture of it and send it to me, and I will celebrate all of those additional ideas that we have. But let's give a little thanks to these guys. We have a little gift. Grab one of those little gift bags on the way back. Francis, thanks. Merry Christmas to you guys. Wonderful. We love the, the great ideas uh, from the kids tonight. Uh, For the rest of us, let me ask you to consider this. Tonight's service and the lighting of the Christ candle, which we're going to do soon. I want you to see this through the lens of the invitation. It is a beautiful invitation in which we are reminded of the love of Emmanuel, God with us. And we find ourselves in a place tonight where, if we get this right, that we are seeking Him. We're seeking His presence. We're inviting Christ to be with us and yet we also find that he is seeking us that Christ is looking for hearts who would make room for him over the last several weeks we've been preaching about Advent as a season of preparation we've been preparing our hearts in a variety of ways for an encounter with Christ and in that spirit of preparation and invitation Let me take you to the words of Psalm 24, where it says, Lift up your heads, you gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. See, when Jesus was born, God surprised us as human beings. I'm sure there were people in that day that were not looking for him and did not know to look for him. And so when they heard about his coming, certainly they would have been surprised. But those who were looking for him were probably well-versed with the ancient Psalms like the one we just read a few moments ago. This king of glory coming in, this conquering person. And so what a surprise to them that when the Messiah came, they got him in the form of a helpless baby, born in a stable among ornery livestock. Instead of a palace fit for a king, God chose a freezing cold maternity ward. God surprised us. I remember several years ago I was... um, Speaking to the group of people, this was in an assisted living facility, so most of them were older, several of them had special needs, some health needs and things like that, and there was a woman that was there, she was a little bit older, and she said, Pastor, would you help me, and, and would you pray for my son? My son is an actor, and he's struggling, he's struggling with some addiction issues and some legal issues and some problems, and he's just going through a really hard time right now, and so we prayed for him, and, uh, and I blessed her, and I blessed her family, and And I blessed her son and and specifically was praying for him that there would be some breakthrough and some relief in his life. And not too long after that, one of my friends said, "Uh, you know that woman that you prayed for, uh, do you know who her her son is? And I said, no, I don't. Actually, I never asked his name. Uh, Just uh, I know that he's an actor and he does some things. He said, that is um, Robert Downey Jr.'s mom. I said, really? So I said, well, I get to pray for Iron Man's mom. That's actually kind of a 
cool thing. This is the thing that surprised me, though. I remember thinking at the time, because while his career at that point in time was probably struggling and he was going through some issues, I remember thinking, like, why is somebody who has family members who are so well-connected and, and so well-off, why would she be in a place like this? And that, I believe, is the, precisely the question that people must have asked when they found that the King of glory, Jesus Christ himself, being born in such a humble place like a stable. When we look at the life of Christ, we see that humility was a deep part of his nature. In fact, I think, as I talk to people and as I look at the world around me, it is the humility of Christ, the meekness of Christ, that draws us to him today. That his glory is shown through in a very special way. Though he has power, he chose sacrifice and redemption. Though he is worthy of great honor, he chose meekness and service. And the influence of Jesus continues to this day. So when we ask the question, who is this king of glory? And we get a, a look at his humble beginning and then we start to contemplate through that humble beginning the incredible impact of his life it's truly staggering. A friend here from the church gave me a, a write-up of a, of a small poem that was written by a man named James Allen in 1926. And I paraphrased it a little bit because so much time has gone by that some of the meaning is just a little bit different. But this is how he describes the life of Jesus, one solitary life. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another obscure village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things usually associated with greatness, and he had no credentials but himself. When he was only 33, his friends ran away. One of them denied him, and he was turned over to his enemies. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves and was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. When we ask the question tonight, who is this king of glory? We would look at most of the, uh, the events of that per person's life and say, this does not really fit the description that we see in Psalm 24. But, 20 centuries have come and gone, and the influence of Jesus cannot be understated. It has been said that armies and navies and governments and kings have not affected the life of humanity on earth as powerfully as that one solitary life. And when I think about our king of glory being born in such a humble way, it gives me pause to see what God has done and continues to do through the influence of this one. Over the last several weeks, we have reflected on the following themes of the Advent candles. We've talked about hope and peace and joy and love as so beautifully remembered by our young helpers here today, or read. Tonight, during the lighting of the Christ candle... Our team will lead us in a song of reflection, and this may be a rare gift of stillness for you amidst a season that is marked by busyness. I would ask you to specifically consider this invitation of the Advent candles, and it goes something like this. Do you remember what this candle was? Do you remember what this candle was? 
Do you remember this one? And you guys got it. The invitation and the question looks like this. What happens when I put my hope in the Prince of Peace who for the joy set before him showed us the depth of sacrificial love? This is your King of Glory. This is the ways in which he works. This is the ways in which sometimes he catches us by surprise and that we realize that the, the invitation of Christ is not simply an invitation to mere sentiment and it's not an invitation to say, well, we're getting together, we're doing family traditions and we're doing all of these things very beautiful in this time of year and all of them so good. But the wonderful question is to ask this, what happens when I put my hope in the Prince of Peace who for the joy set before him showed me the depth of sacrificial love? And we light the Christ candle tonight and we're going to give you a song of reflection. I want to just pray over you as our team assembles and give you a few moments just to reflect on the goodness of what Christ has done. I hope you know that goodness tonight. Now, many of you are walking in that and maybe this Christmas you would simply resolve to walk more deeply with him. Uh, we come to the end of the year and remember the things that have been left undone and the things yet to be done. And that gives us some hope as we look forward and seeing what God still wants to do. There may be those that are here tonight that would say, I've never committed my life to Christ. I don't really know this King of glory. And as we reflect and pause, maybe you'd give him some space to speak to your heart. So Father, we are coming tonight with a sense of anticipation for all the good things that you have done and all the good things that you desire to do. I pray that we would have even if we have to just an act of our will to carve out that space to say what would it look like to put my hope in the Prince of Peace who for the joy set before him has shown me the depth of sacrificial love. Lord, as we light the Christ candle tonight, we hear the invitation. We hear the invitation of your Holy Spirit calling to us and I pray that in very special and real ways we would be able to receive from you. We thank you, Jesus, that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
that are here that are going to help us with the uh, passing of the flame, if you will, as we get our candles ready. If you guys want to just gather here and here for just a moment. One of the wonderful things about Jesus is that he is the highest of kings and does not, make, does not mind making his habitation in the lowliest of places. That's what we saw in his birth, and that's what we also see in our own lives. So what happens when I put my hope in the Prince of Peace, who for the joy before him showed me the depths of his love, well, something pretty amazing happens. Because the light of Christ doesn't stay here. It actually takes up residence in me. The beautiful symbolism of the candle that you hold and that we'll use for our candle lighting time now is that it can't light itself. It doesn't, doesn't really do much of anything on its own. And yet when we bow our lives to the lordship of Christ and that takes humility it's not easy to do but when we figure that out by his grace and we begin to come into contact with him the light of Christ actually takes up residence in us and now I'm a whole new person with whole new potential forgiveness of sin and a hope and a future and all these kind of beautiful things and not only that I mean that's that's amazing in and of itself but then I get the joy of being able to share that with other people and that your life begins to impact the life of another and the light of Christ begins to be shared to another and what you'll see as we take just the next few moments in the singing of Silent Night we're going to see the light of Christ spread all through this room so friends why don't you help now at this time and do, do your thing and we'll ask you to uh, reflect with us and to sing with us as we sing Silent Night Holy Night
you to look around the room see the lights so beautiful see that the light of Christ doesn't stay put and it infects many lives we trust that this year you would be blessed with that and that you would take that as a, a living metaphor the opportunity for you to spread the light of Christ in the various ways in which God has placed you trust that he will do that in special ways maybe surprise you 
I never like to blow the candles out, but we can't keep them on all night. So what we're going to do is keep the light of Christ burning in our hearts, even as we extinguish our candles. And then I'm going to ask you to stand with me, and we're going to sing out with lots of gusto. As we've had some holy moments, we're going to sing out with celebration, joy to the world, because the Lord has come. Team, why don't you lead us? Thank you for being with us tonight. What a special time for us to be able to celebrate together. And special thanks to our staff and many leaders who put lots of energy into this service to make it a special blessing for you. From our church family to you and to your family, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We want to wish you a Happy New Year. And let me leave you with this blessing. May you be encouraged as you celebrate. May you be renewed as you encounter Christ. And may you be filled with hope and peace and joy and love in Christ. God bless you and have a Merry Christmas.